Hey guys, welcome back to Chat with Charlie. So uh, for a special guest today, we have none other than the legendary DJ Jaffa. So say hello to everyone, Jaffa. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, because I first heard of you probably way too late. It was probably when I released my EP and I shared it to Cardiff Hip Hop page. And I think that's when you reached yeah. out then. You were like, Yo, you actually like the project. And I think you even bought it. So thank you for that as well. Big ups to Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you've, I do, like I say, I just saw that 1985 is when you started DJing. So you've been in the game for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. a very long time, it seems like sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, stuff that's got into hip-hop like around about 82 with breakdancing and stuff. But mm. I started actually DJing in 85. Yeah. In uh, my local youth centre. And what, was that in, in Cardiff as well? Was that, you You know, have you always yeah, been around Yeah, 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 I've always, always lived in, well, I say always lived in Cardiff. I, I was born in, uh, born in Cardiff. Hmm. Um, I moved to, moved to London then in 88, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and that was for music. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I start, um, started breaking in like, 82 sort of transitions into DJ in 85 that was through going to going to Bristol a lot when uh, yeah. I was breaking and uh, just sort of met a lot of people up there um, one of the guys I met up there was this guy called uh, Dennis Murray he's, he goes in the name of DJ Easy Groove who was like a, a sort of drum and, uh, drum and bass uh, jungle mm. DJ yeah um but he started out as uh, a hip hop DJ. Well, I started out as a B boy, and then started out as a hip hop DJ. And he was the first person I ever saw, uh, sort of, um, sort of cutting up records in front of me. Yeah, you yeah. know, on two turntables, two two copies of the same records, cutting them up, and uh, yeah, he's, he's, you know, that that was my sort of start into mm. it all. Really, I, I saw him doing that, and I was just like, yeah, I, I've got to do it. So, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's mad. Yeah. And um, I'm going to say, obviously, being DJing for so long, like, what is, like, the biggest, like, difference you've noticed then? What's the biggest change you've noticed in the, well, oh God, how many years is it now? Well, almost 30 years, is it? More than 30 years. 30 well, more than 30 years, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, um, I mean, the biggest change is the technology. Mm. But, you know, it's, it, whereas I'd hunt for vinyl, rec double copies of vinyl records, the curb breaks and stuff like that, now it's, an MP3 in Serato, and yeah. you've got an instant double there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, the technology is the biggest uh, thing, and it's, and I think the accessibility for anyone who wants to get into it. Before mm. it was, you know, I I basically locked myself away in my bedroom for a year to learn how to DJ. Yeah. Um, and it was it's like, you know, now people can sort of pick it up, go to YouTube, mm. YouTube uh, tutorials all sorts of stuff whereas I had to do off sort of like listening to stuff yeah um trying to figure out what they were doing mm. you know there was like I said there's no there was no internet back then let alone YouTube you know what I mean so it's yeah like, nice. it was uh yeah so it's uh, a bit of a slog so yeah like the take then obviously back then you because you, obviously no YouTube no internet did you like did you have a mentor to teach you or did you sort of like figure it out as it were um well it was dennis murray i think and um, dj easy groove he was yeah. the he was the sort of the first one i saw in front of me 
So he was the only person I could actually sort of look to and see, you know, what I was listening to. And I'd, and then I'd see him play and he'd be like, oh, right, okay. I, I'd sort of get what he was do- what he's doing now and stuff. Mm. But um, And then it was like, I'd go to uh, like the group, you know, the group Massive Attack. Yeah, yeah. But before they were called Massive Attack, they were called the Wild Bunch. They were a sound system in, in Bristol. Oh, so I used yeah. to go to a lot of their parties and stuff. And they used to do like warehouse parties um in bristol up in london stuff like that so mm. i just go to their parties um watch them they'd sort of uh you know it was back in the day where they'd get all these rare records and then cover the labels so no one could see what they were yeah it was just like a whole, this whole sort of thing but now it's like everyone knows anything You've got shazam and stuff so yeah it's like yeah so I mean that's another thing as well with it, you know, like technology side, it's, it's easier to find records out through Shazam and there's sites like Who Samples for the samples oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, with like Who Sampled, I, th- I think well, because I'm a producer myself. Um, I think most people watching this know. I mean, you've made beats as well. Um, yeah. yeah. But the, I th- I th- a lot of people, I sort of. Funny enough, it was just yesterday because sample snitching can become a problem now with people where they uh, might illegally use a sample and then someone will be like, oh, it's this sample. And then suddenly there's a copyright case. I saw with um, yeah. Knowledge because he'd been using acapellas from Meat Mill and he'd been putting beats behind him. But uh, Meat Mill's um, put out a lawsuit against those uh, flips of his acapellas um, that he sampled, yeah, right. which is uh, not good. But... Um, Shotcorn's part two. I think that was pretty recently when it was announced. Uh, someone found the sample to that track. I think it was only a few years back, wasn't it? Um, I don't know Which if you remember. Which one was it? Shotcorn's part two by um, Mocky. Oh, yeah. And then someone put um, the video up. And yeah. it was like they were showing how they actually did it. And yeah. it was like the transit, you know, the, the sort of transposing it down. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got... Um, I got... Uh, off band camp there's a dj i can't remember his name now it's something like 275 or something like that it's dj from america hmm. and he's done uh he's got that uh the audio of that video yeah and he's put um uh toast uh kofi the uh the you know reggae records uh, yeah. yeah he's got that acapella that over the top of it oh nice it works really well hmm. I, was, I was surprised but yeah it's uh and I've heard like Jazzy Jeff playing that in his sets as well, that that YouTube video. Nice. Because I thought he was doing it live when I first heard it. I was like, how the hell is he doing that? Yeah. But then I figured out he's yeah, he's doing the uh, the YouTube bit. Yeah. I think with um like, again, it's like with the like the mashups with the DJ stuff, I have seen a small revival on uh TikTok. I know again, you're DJing from the eighties, TikTok's kind of a relatively new thing. It still feels like yeah. a generation below me, to be fair. But um, I've seen a few people on that where they they'll cut it down to like a fifteen second clip, and they'll just like obviously do a mashup with two tracks. And uh, there's a lot, yeah, there is a lot that. of people who likes who like that type of stuff. I mean, your son's probably more familiar familiar with it than me or you, to be fair. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've, I've seen it. There's a there's a guy who's on TikTok and he's on he's on Instagram as well, and he does like the sort of beat to the break sort of thing. So he'll play the original and then go into the well, who sampled it sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a few of them. They, they, you know, they, they're good because it's, it's sort of it's educating the next generation. Mm. You know where the samples come from and stuff. So yeah, mm. a lot. Of, I've I've heard complaints about it, like oh, it's it's easier. You know, we were doing that back in the day. Oh, it's like yeah, but it's another generation now who sort of don't know that stuff. So mm. it's it's educating them. Yeah, 
And um, I, I, to be honest, fair, like I've learned a lot just like going back and like recreating beats from artists. Um, I think I actually put it in the uh, the Bar Picasso uh, group chat, um, which obviously we're both part of now. So big ups to Bard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recreated yeah, the wet, the beat to Wet Dreams by J Cole, and um, the way that works, I've actually got my my MPD behind me. For the people on Spotify, you won't be able to see this, but for the people on YouTube, and. Um, when you cut it, when I'm cutting up the samples and that, the way that it was like, I think it was J. Cole who produced it, but he cut it up to like yeah. the, the kicks and the snares on the pads. So you, you, you play it in as if you're playing like a drum, like a drum break. Um, yeah. But obviously you've got all the, the other musical aspects and elements, like the strings, the vocals and all of that when you're playing it in. And to me, like when I was first like learning how to produce, I kind of didn't, it didn't click like that. I didn't really have the feel for it. Obviously, a lot of right. it is feel, I suppose, with DJing as well, is a lot of it feel, but just going back and like learning how it was chopped and like, oh, this is how it was done. And you can sort of learn to do it on your own, like you, the records you find. Like, I find most of my samples now on YouTube, to be fair. <laughs> but the algorithm's good for that. The algorithm is good. I mean, you've got like your, yeah, your yeah, own yeah. behind you. I mean, for the people who can't see, Jaffa's got a, a literally a library of records yeah. behind him. Um, do, do, are they like organized? Like, do you know which they ones were? Are? Yeah, they they were organised, but we've had like some work done now, so we've had to move records around and stuff like that, and then they just get put back, and it's just all yeah. over the shop now. So it's, but yeah, it's uh, but no, it's you know, I I all the stuff um, that I've sort of sampled, like in that mm. track I put in the bar group, yeah, um, like that was off vinyl. I I don't think I because I mean the last track i made was in 2007 yeah um so like i said you know youtube not really around then so mm. all the stuff i i sampled before, prior to that was off final so it was just as you go and record digging and stuff so yeah yeah but like it's uh it's different generation <laughs> yeah but if i was to ask though like behind you if you could do you, would you know like, if you had a favorite record behind you would you be able to pick it out from the uh from behind or um i got all. some this let's have a look there's there's some there's a new group well i say new they've been around for a couple of years now mm. uh called salt and that's that's one of the salt albums oh my, my mate callum this tells F me to listen to them after they're brilliant um where's this... it i got one two and three i yeah. think i've got like four of their albums all right. Yeah, there's another one there for yeah, I've got four of them. So what's that? What is it actually salt? That's it all it's like seven. It's like one's seven, one's nine, one's five, and then that one's I think that one's called Uprising. But they're all and, and the the uh mm -hmm. and it's a lot of sort of um like very eclectic. Mm sort of music it's like uh one track will be like a hip-hop track they, they have like uh, little little sims is on one of the tracks nice yeah. um then they'll have like another track is like uh sort of uh, like calypso type tune then mm -hmm. they'll have like an arm uh, like 80s r&b style nice. it's basically my music taste in one group yeah you know so it's, it's brilliant yeah, but yeah, I've, I've got I got into them. There's a DJ called um, Cosmo Baker from Philadelphia, and he he started posting about them. So I I follow him, and 
so I thought, oh, let's check these guys out, and then I it just became my favorite group. Mm. So yeah, just bought you know all the vinyl, got it all digitally as well. So, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, like, obviously, vinyl these days as well is make a bit of a, uh, a comeback. I always see that. It seems like every year people are like, oh, more people are buying vinyl each year. But um, yeah, I also saw um, Good Kid, Mad City, um, Kendrick Lamar. Um, that was actually the top selling hip hop uh, vinyl last year. Which I think yeah, is mad. I think it's like ten years old. I think that's. I think that's down here somewhere as well. Oh, nice, nice. No, this damn. Damn, yeah. So, um, it's good kid, Mad City. It's down there some. Ah, oh, is that it? Yes. There you go. Good kid, from Mad City. There. Nice. <laughs> I'll be honest about Dam though. Dam never really, I never really got into it as much as uh, Kendrick's other records. To be fair, I don't know if you found that to be the same, but um, it was pretty good. But mm. uh, I, I preferred Pimp a Butterfly. To be honest, that was that's yeah. my favourite one. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. I, I, I just love all the jazz and the funk on uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. All the grooves. Yeah, yeah. And it's got. It feels it's got more more emotion in it as well. When I listen to like the black of the berry and you hear the tone on Kendrick's voice and then you listen to anything off Dam, it just feels a little flat on Dam compared yeah, to the emotion. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was a totally different sort of production style, I think, on it. It's mm. like to Pint Butterfly was very um, jazz influenced and, uh, and like funkadelic and stuff like that. So, I, yeah. you know, I, I love all of that. Mm. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the one before is Section 80. Uh, before is uh, before uh, good kid, good kid, Mad City, uh, Section Eighty, like that. You could see he was sort of pointing towards the jazz with uh, mm. what's that? What's the one? Rigor Mortis. Yeah, and with that jazz sampling, Rigor Mortis and stuff like that. Yeah, so you, yeah, could, yeah, you could see the source. Yeah, yeah, that was. I hear that. It blew me away. I can not believe it. Was, what the hell yeah, the bit where he's like, but, he yeah, almost loses yeah. his breath, and he's like, and he's like, Ugh. yeah. And uh, chapter is it chap- is, uh, chapter six as well? The interlude, the hoping we make it to twenty one one one. Yeah, it the, ooh, ooh, but you can hear like the jazz sort of drums. But that's it. That. You can see you can see the you can see he's going in that direction. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, but yeah, and, and I I know what you mean about uh, damn. It's like it's a good album. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I I enjoy it, but it it it's a sort of like complete sort of left turn. <laughs> the rest of the album but yeah, yeah it's, uh, and it's like, he's still a good artist though oh yeah like yeah don't get don't get me wrong like, I'll, I'll say it as well like I'll be yeah, one of these people before any, everyone starts hating and be like boo Charlie and DJ Jaffa hated on her damn <laughs> to me it's still like a no, no. a solid like it's probably still like a 9 out of 10 album for me I'm not gonna lie I still think it's really good but it's just <laughs> that To Pimp a Butterfly and Good Kid Mad City to me in, in the last decade of like hip hop they're probably two of the top five albums for me, those two albums. No, definitely. And then Dan's yeah, like being that good, still a step down. So it's just when you've got that to compare it to, it just kind of um, fades out a little bit. Um, mm. But on that as well. I, by the way, for those who don't know, DJ Jaffa has mixes on Mixcloud, um, <laughs> and yep. the one that you sent me to listen to was a Schoolboy Q uh, mix on Mixcloud. Um, which I actually yeah, really enjoyed, yeah, yeah. to be fair. I, again, really that's cohesive. One I, yeah. That's one I did. It was a few years back now. I did it for, um, there's a podcast. Um, I just listened, well, but yeah, they haven't put anything out in a while, but, but um, it's a podcast in the States called um, Where's My 40 Acres? 
Yeah. And um, I was sort of a fan of the podcast. And then he sort of got speaking to me and there's... Uh, um, oh, hold on a sec. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So my, my son's trying to get into YouTube on my computer and he's oh, messing around. around. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, uh, um, we got speaking and then Brandon, the guy behind the podcast, he was like, oh, do you mind doing some mixes for us? So I've done uh, one, two, three, four, or five mixes from now. Mm. But one of them was that they were, we were going to do a whole series of different artists, like back to back. So it was this, this uh it's like Matt Miller, you know, the Matt Miller yeah. and Travis Scott one. There's a Schoolboy Q one we've done. Yeah. Um, and then there was a, there was a, like a 90s R&B one I've done for nice. them. Uh, it's a few others and stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was a good podcast. I've, actually, I've been a guest on the podcast as well. And it was a bit mm. weird because it was like, because uh, it was in the States. I was, I was sat up until like, I started uh, the podcast about half, two, three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. No, it's good. Yeah, it does get tricky with the different time zones. I mean, again, um, a lot of the artists we have mentioned today um, have been American artists. But um, are you very like tuned into like the the UK sort of hip hop and like rap scene? Like, um, obviously, there's like, yeah, it's like you know, yeah. Go on. I, 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 I listen to okay. everything basically. Yeah, because. Mm. <laughs> it's gonna happen now. but now like, I'm a big Loyal Karna fan. Uh, I don't know if you listen to any Loyal Karna. Um, yeah, I saw him live at um, Womad's festival a few years ago. Mm. Um, yeah, I saw him live at Womad festival a few years ago, and he like ever, I was trying to tell everyone to sort of go um, over and and see him, but mm. um, I'm trying to. Oh, it gets like that. Now? I was gonna say for the people who are actually watching as well, um, I've actually got yeah. yesterday's gone on CD right in my hand. <laughs> but um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, I was trying to get everyone to go over and see him, but um, then everyone just didn't know who it was. Mm. So I was, I was just like, "Come on, we've got to go and see him. He's really good." And you think I end up going over on my own? Yeah, yeah. So I just didn't. Yeah, it's uh, I just loved it, and I ended up chat, chatting to his DJ and stuff. We started following each other, and you know, it's. Oh, what's his, what's his it, I just love. I just loved the Rebel Clef on it. His DJ Rebel Clef. Yeah, yeah, he raps as it. well. God, I mean, that's that's he, the thing. He well raps connected. now, does he? He he raps on the album. He's on um, he's on No Worries and No CD on Yesterday's Gone, and he's on You Don't Know on um, Not Waving But Drowning. And he's also on. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a, a Barney artist track as well. Um, oh, what's it called? I just uh, know from the chorus. I've been seeing where these peeps are really from. Good to be home. Um, which is Barney artist featuring Loyal Carner, Tom Mish, and Rebel Clef. Like they're they're they're, they're all on that track. Oh, okay. He's actually he's actually oh, good. To be fair, that. he's 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 actually really good, really good rapper. He just doesn't have much music out himself. Because um, he's always yeah. uh, DJed for uh, Lord Karner. But you've DJed... Because he did... produces for him as well, didn't he? I think so, yeah. I think he produced a lot of it. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I saw, obviously, yesterday is the, um, the latest single Lord Karner's got. That's produced by Madlib. So, uh, obviously, I, I mean, I love Madlib. So, it's it's good to see. But uh, you've DJed yeah, yeah. for some big names as well, haven't you? Like, I, for the people who don't know, um, I saw a list yeah. on the bard first. <laughs> it's like Snoop Dogg, um, Bismarck, it's just like, what? Yeah, it's, 
uh, I don't, I don't even know when it started, but I mm. just sort of at, at one point I was just like the go-to for any sort of artist who come into Cardiff, and then yeah, just snowballed. Just like you know, I've supported Wu Tang, I've supported nice. like Ghostface on his own, I supported Talib to, to Kweli. Mm. Um, oh, I see, uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop mm. Dogg one was weird because it was just like. I got in, checked my phone, and I had a message off my friends who he he works at fe- uh, doing festivals, doing like putting up all the rig in and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, he was like, phone me straight away. So I phoned him. He said, right, Snoop Dogg's in Cardiff tonight. They need a support DJ. Nice. Get down here as soon as you can. I was like, oh. okay. And this was back in the day before Serato and everything. It was all vinyl. So yeah. It was me, me and my wife sort of going through all my vinyl. She was holding stuff up. I was like, yes, yes, no, don't put that in yes. But yeah, and then got down there. Um, I actually played longer than Snoop Dogg was on for. Nice. <laughs> um, that was in the uh, Motor Points Arena. So I played there. And then uh, after that, then I went to the office, got paid. And they said, oh, do you want to support him in um, Birmingham tomorrow? God. Yeah, okay. So uh, I support him in the NEC in Birmingham as well. Nice, yeah. yeah. And when so it came, that was nice. when it came to like, obviously, you said your mate you know, was the one who called you. How do you get these connections? I mean, obviously, if it's something you don't want to say, it's like, oh, this is my secret. But like to get to that stage, you know, doing shows, basically touring yeah. with Snoop Dogg there. Like, how do you yeah. get to that? Well, like, um, it's I've just been around for a long time, so it's just mm. like my name gets around, and it's just. I don't know, just people, it's like, oh, we need a hip-hop DJ. Oh, just call Jaffa, you know. So I, I, that's what I mean. I seem to have been the go-to yeah. for stuff. Um, and it's like I did, you know, I've, I've there's uh, my friend who I moved to London with, mm. uh, goes into the name of, um, well, me one, MC Eric. He ended up being in Technotronic. Mm. Um, he's a rapper in Technotronic. And then he, when he's re- reinvented himself, he reinvented himself as me one. Mm. So I've, toured with him because uh, he was um, as his dj uh, he was supporting de la soul so i toured to taylor soul nice um we did the jasmine taz uh, tour in london supporting guru and jasmine taz yeah that's with, uh, with him mm. um so people know about that stuff and they're like oh well jeff is capable so you know they, they'll put me in a play and then he he years later then he got uh, de la soul to perform in newport Nice. So I ended up doing support DJing again for Sailor Soul there. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's literally, I've been around for such a long time and mm. people are just like, yeah, they know I can do the job. And yeah. They just get in touch with me and do it. So yeah. That's, 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 that's sick. But like, if you were just starting today, let's say, or if there was somebody who aspires to be a DJ like you are, a hip hop DJ, um, yeah. or just a DJ in general, like, how, how would you go about it today then? If you had to start from scratch with no no reputation, oh, um, I think social media is a big thing now, mm. especially um, just putting little videos up on social media, uh, just making connections, going to the going to the well when there are nights, go yeah, when they open, go in, yeah, <laughs> go go into the night, sort of making yourself known. Mm talk to the DJs who are playing at these nights and stuff like that and just but it's just, just networking basically it's just simple networking mm. well, I say simple it's nothing simple about it really but it's the, yeah. it, you know it is networking thing um, and just just like go on you know on social media following follow sort of local DJs in the area as well and sort of getting with them and it's 
like if you if you're going down the club route, mm. you know, to take you know uh, send links to clubs of your mixes and stuff like that. So it's just putting yourself out there, really. Because mm. it's like I did, I did when I first started. Like I said, I locked most of stuff away in a, my bedroom basically for a year, and it was my, my mates that actually got me to get out and do something. I was just like, oh no, no I'm not ready. I'm not ready. My first gig was um, in Queen Street in Cardiff, mm. right at the not the castle end, the other end. Yeah, there used to be a donuts. There used to be a donut store right on the corner called mm. Rudy's Donut Store, and it was this um, old Jamaican guy who used to run it. Mm. And uh, I was, I knew, knew his uh, daughter, and she was like, "Oh, I'll ask my dad if you can set up his donut store." So uh, he's like, yeah, no problem, no problem. So Saturday afternoon, I'm I'm set up next to this donut store with my decks and like a little dodgy microphone. I didn't know any rappers or anything like that. And I was just hoping, I was like, oh, I wonder if anyone would come along and could rap. Yeah. And then lo and behold, this guy called DK came along and started rapping over this instrumental, uh, uh, this Schooly D instrumental I had. Mm. Uh, and then from there, then it just sort of snowballed. We did stuff in like grassroots, which is City Center Youth. Uh, project in Cardiff. Yeah, uh, used used to have a big hall in there. Um, yeah. So there was me, there was Eric, there was DK, there was uh, Forty, a few other people. Mm. And we got together and put on these uh, jams on Saturday afternoon, uh, hip hop jams there. And then th- that just sort of just went crazy. There was people from the valleys coming down all over the place. It packed the place out on Saturday afternoons. Nice. And then from from there then we did one uh, in Queen Street there used to be a massive nightclub called the Ritzy well it was it's been a, a few names but it was it was not there anymore but it, it yeah. was like Vision 2K and all these sort of but uh, they used to have a funk and soul night on a Monday and we ended up doing a PA in there mm. so it was like it's, it's, it held like I don't know 800 people something like that nice yeah um but yeah, we did that, and then from there, then we moved to London to try and get a record deal. So, mm. and we and we ended up getting the time to drive. Yeah, drive cool. Uh, that was uh, yeah. Um, we had two tracks out on a compilation album called Death Reggae, mm. um, and that was for our man. Our manager was sort of going round to his labels, and Jive wanted like uh, a hip hop reggae sort of fusion. Mm. And just because we had a reggae sample in our demo, they were like, "Yeah, we'll sign you." So they signed us <laughs> to a two-year contract. Nice. So it's a bit weird, but yeah. And then, uh, yeah, our contract sort of fizzled out. Then after two years, Eric stayed up in London. I moved back to Cardiff, and then just carried on DJing. Yeah, um, no, I respect that though because um, I remember. Oh, I forget. I remember there was a gig at the beginning of November. I remember Asher Jane was uh, performing. I think you were DJing, weren't you? But I have seen your name on some flyers about recently. Like you're still doing it because you're still doing gigs, which is yeah, great. yeah. I forgot yeah. what night that was. Um, was it? Was it the? Well, was it Asher Jane? Was it? Was Asher Jane there? Was I don't know. Unity was performing. I think. Unity was it something stand up? Oh against? yes, yes, yes. Um, Black Twang. Yeah, there the Black Twang gig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, that was in the in the Welsh club, hmm. downstairs in the Welsh club. Yeah, that that was yeah because it was uh, it was me, um, and then Unity was performing with hmm. Ash J, um, and yeah, that that was it. Black Twang, me and Unity and Ash J. So yeah, that was yeah, that was good a good gig. 
Yeah, I did. I did see the videos. Yeah. I think I was at another gig that night. I forget where, <laughs> but um, might have been Bristol because that that time. I'm not gonna lie. That time of last year, from like September to the very beginning of December, I was like, I was in Bristol like six times because all the gigs are back. I've seen so many different yeah. artists um, turning up different shows in in Cardiff and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, like like I was saying, to get back to that, obviously to be DJing for over thirty years and still getting booked. I mean, that goes to show like you know skill i gotta be honest i put my hands up i've never seen you dj live i need to do it i promise when things open up yeah. i will come by and i will check out one of your live mixes like that's something i will i need to do and for people listening yeah. as well if you're in the cardiff area like you know please please do that please go and you know give some respect to our guy jaffa as well <laughs> yeah i'm i'm that's um like i've i've got a regular gig every saturday night at pep i mean playing like Hip hip hop, uh, R and B, Afro beats, mm. dance all that sort of thing. Uh, at the moment, it's a bit weird because there's no dance floors allowed, so it's like I'm still playing, but yeah. it's like I'm basically background music at the moment. Oh. Like I did, I did, uh, I did an eight-hour set on Saturday. Oh, that that was yeah. It was it's it's fine when it's a dance floor. It's good because you you can feed off the energy of the the, the dance floor, but. Yeah, when there's no dance floor and it's just people sitting down and you're just trying to catch it, see if anyone's doing a little shoulder shimmy or something, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know trying to feed off the crowd. But it's just like, yeah, it's it's, it's a grueling task to do that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, man. And so going forward in 2022, is there anything that you particularly want to achieve this year, or uh, just going with the flow? Uh, I just want to get back out and DJ um, with the bad thing now. Mm. I'm, I'm gonna go up to the attic and dig out all these. I've got, I've got a load of old beats, like mm. in stem form. Yeah. So I put that one beat in in the chat. Mm. Um, that was because I got an MP3 of it on my laptop, so I thought oh, I'll, I'll just stick that in there. And, and it was worth. It's one of my favorite beats I've ever done. So it's mm. like, but I'm just gonna go for all of them because I don't, I don't, like I said, I haven't produced anything since 2007 so i haven't actually got any programs to produce on so yeah. i'm gonna go and check out my old beats if anyone wants them I, I sent them to dean i think a while ago yeah and there, there's one beat he was saying about this like uh, it's like a dip set type beat mm. i did um and that was because i um i got into like a, a going a, uh forward a bit from when when I was uh, with Jive, yeah, um, like years later, I've been in a few bands and stuff like that. Um, hmm. But I started um, I started a production team with uh, a friend of mine, Rich Adlam, um, and we basically wanted to do sort of hip hop R and B, um, and we ended up through through connections going to New York, uh, working nice. in New York for a bit. Cool. Um, this guy called Ken Lewis. Uh, he's like a mix engineer. He's worked with Kanye, Jay-Z, Mayday Glides, you name it, he's worked with them. It's like you go to a studio in New Jersey and walk up the stairs, like platinum disc, all this, platinum disc, all up the walls. Um, and from there, it's basically, that's where we got this thing. Okay, well, you know, he's he was into that style. He's worked with Dipset and so mm. he started doing like Dipset styles and he's, he's like work with Just Blaze and people like that. Nice. And like, so we got really in- influenced by his his sort of background. Mm. 
so a lot of the, the beats on the roundabout that era were very sort of dipset sort of Kanye uh, yeah. just blaze style basically yeah. Nah, I'll have to check that then. I do like the old uh, Just Blaze beats and when Kanye was first coming up when he's doing producing on the blueprint yeah. and and all of that. Yeah. I did um I did a beat and it's very, very Kanye influenced. It's I um I don't know if you know the record, but it's a record by Earth in the Fire called Reasons. It's very oh. slow, sort of uh basically like a slow jam. Yeah. But I did the whole speeding it up so it's like high-pitched vocal and stuff and then just the, the beats are very sort of Kanye influence and stuff in it but nice. I'll, I'll stick it in the chat you can check it out but it's like the only thing is with that I just like I haven't got the stems for that one so it's just literally an mp3 of the beat that I just did but yeah that's cool though it's always it's always know. cool to look back and listen um like um yeah you know there's people in the chat who are making beats well yourself included from before I was born so uh, <laughs> it's always yeah. it's always cool to listen and think that you know the sound. That's it. It's like the, the the beats I put in the chat. It was like I said it was like 15 years. It's probably but that that was 15 years I put in my last beat. So mm. it's probably older than that. It's probably like you're talking around 16, 17 years old. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh. And when you consider like I, was, I found it. People like Man Like Vision. He's only just turned 18. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We got some Man Like Vision as well. well you get me right Incredible. Yeah, so I was looking through. Um, I was looking through. Uh, like uh, I've got a big flight case and it's got like all cassette tapes in it. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking through there and I found a cassette tape from it's got to be around about '92, maybe. Mm-hmm. 90, between '92 and '96, mm. and some of the beats on there they're very, very Wu Tang influenced. <laughs> it's just like, and compared to like I was using. Um, an Akai 950 sampler and yeah. the old Cubase program mm. back then. And yeah, it's like no PC or anything like that. It was just like literally that. And the sample time was very short. It's all mm. on floppy disks and stuff. It's like, yeah, crazy stuff. But listening back, it's like some of the ideas are pretty good, but it's like, mm. yeah, it's very raw. Be interesting to see now though with. Um... The beats that you made back in like the nineties and stuff, um, whether or not anyone's made a beat since that has the same sample and they've made something sounds really similar. Do you know what I mean? Although they've not heard it, yeah. just by chance they've discovered the same sample and sampled it in the same sort of way. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's uh, it's like the the sample on the on the tune that I put in the chat. Like yeah. that's off. Um, there's a soundtrack to a film called Mahogany with uh, Diana Ross, mm-hmm. and it's one of the tracks off that off that soundtrack. Uh, at least I can think of at least three or four people who have sampled it before yeah. me yeah. but I tried to sample in it a totally different way and use different parts of it mm. So, and it's like um, if you listen closely to it there's, there's parts of it where I've chopped up the sample mm. but there's like a lead sort of uh, synth line yeah. that goes in another part of the sample so I played I've actually played that synth line, copied it, and played that on top of the the way I've done this other chop. Mm. So it sounds like it sounds like I've just put the other sample on it, but it's not. It's like actually played. Mm. So yeah, I, I tried to do that a lot. It's, I've, I've got like um, on Bandcamp, I've got some remixes I did, and mm. there's there's one I did a remix of um, Lucifer by Jay Z. Yeah, and uh, it's, if you listen to it, it sounds like I've I've sampled some rock guitars and chopped them up and stuff like that but 
there's not one sample in the entire thing. It's oh, all wow. played. I've played all the piano bits. I, I, it's a program um, I used to have where you play like a keyboard chord into it, like mm-hmm. a piano chord into it, and it'll convert it into a guitar chord. Yeah. So I played, I played the chords into that, that, and then recorded what I played. Um, so we recorded the guitar parts that came off it, and then chopped the guitar parts up like a sample. Nice. And then put it back into the track. So it, it does sound like it's sampled, a sample, mm. but no, it's and and all the beats are programmed and stuff like that. But yeah, so that, I sort of pushed myself to try and do that, mm. and it, it's, it's it came out pretty good. Yeah, no, I definitely know. have to check that out. So, uh, while we're wrapping it up, if people do want to find that or find any other stuff, where can they find you? Uh, just DJ Jaffa everywhere, basically. Just DJ Jaffa, Bandcamp, uh, DJ Jaffa, Mixclouds, at DJ Jaffa, Twitter, at DJ Jaffa, Instagram, DJ Jaffa, Facebook. So, yeah, yeah. DJ Jaffa everywhere. And there's that uh, every Saturday as well in the Peppermint in uh, Cardiff. You're, you're... Yeah, um, every Saturday in Peppermint. Uh, round about between seven and nine, I start something like that. It depends. Yeah, so yeah. if you hear some um, uh, banging tunes at that time, you know who it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, thank you for uh, coming on the show as well. Um, Jaffa, we'll probably leave. No worries, there. man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no worries, man.